Wow, wow, what an episode. Jack arrives in a strange city and lands on the woof, or should I say roof, of some flying cars. Some mean-looking thugs try to rough him up at a bar, but their bark turns out to be worse than their bite. Jack makes a deal, and when Aku finds out about it, he seeks to keep him on a short leash. Yep, this episode is a real treat. Oh, also Jack needs some dogs. This has got to recap. I'm going to workshop something with you here. Uh, Let me know. Audio thumbs up, audio thumbs down. Here we go. Folks, welcome back. Back to the cast. Got to (laughs) recap. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. It's it's an audio thumbs up. Welcome back, everybody. Got to recap. Samurai Jack Rewatch Podcast. We are back. Nick Montagani with you here. I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. Glad to be with you here again. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the first episode last week. We had a great response. Excited to get continue on here with the, the real like meat and potatoes of the show. It starts to get real from here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Brendan, I don't know. Brendan, how was your week? Play any good games? Watch any TV? I mean, I know we're here to talk about. Yeah, you know, the- uh, I didn't watch any TV aside from Samurai Jack, which was a highlight for sure. Uh, played a lot of video games, though. Some Outriders, you know. That's been uh, my yeah. number one since it came out. It's a bit, it seems like a very, you know, a moment in time here. It's, oh, yeah. We're really trying to date the episode here so that people listening in the future will know exactly <laughs> when we did this. <laughs> I have also been playing Outriders, which just came out. Um, I don't know if I will continue on because it's not necessarily my type of game, but I'm having fun for now. Yeah, um, I can definitely see that. Haven't been watching a lot of other TV. There was a good Twitter trend going this morning. People listing their four favorite episodes of television of all time. I don't know if you saw that trending on Twitter. I did not, no. Did you put uh, just four different episodes of Samurai Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe some Ed, Ed, and Eddie? (laughs) Yeah, it was all four episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie (laughs) where Ed has a big jawbreaker in his cheek. Oh, okay, yeah, That only happened happened four times, right? Yeah, well, it didn't actually happen that often, I don't think, because they always failed. Uh, yeah, you're right. That shows how much I actually remember. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it was a fun Twitter trend. I I started to try to think about it and I kind of landed on, I think all four of the episodes that I would end up picking for that trend would probably all be from BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah, that's a good call. I just love BoJack Horseman. Do you want to start like a sister podcast? Gotta, gotta BoJack? (laughs) Why the long face? (laughs) Um, I actually haven't finished BoJack. I, I, I got to the season where I think Mr. Peanut Butter's running for mayor or something, and then their house goes underground, yes. and that's I think the last episode I saw. I really got to get back to it. You got to get back, yeah, back to the back, back to, to the, the Jack, back to the Jack, the Bow Jack. We're talking about a different Jack today, of course. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's dive into it. We are going to be talking episode two of Samurai Jack. Might be worth mentioning here. I think we touched on this a little bit last week, but I just want to, in case anybody's interested in watching along with us, which I really hope you would be. Otherwise, kind of, what are you doing? Um, 
I just wanted to point out the full series of Samurai Jack is currently streaming on HBO Max. That's where I have been watching it. Um, They've got the first four seasons and then the final season from Adult Swim. So it's all on there. And I know last week, Brendan, you did mention you've been watching on the Blu-ray set. Yes, I got the box set, which has all five seasons. Um, Every box has some really great art from the show on it. They're not they're not all like labeled as a Samurai Jack on the front. So they're pretty nice. Uh, I think that was probably about, what, 60 bucks, I think I said before. Uh, And I found it at Walmart, but I'm sure you could find it any number of places. I had been considering getting it for a while before they... HBO Max did launch and all the episodes are on there. Um, the box art is super cool. Um, <laughs> some episodes on there, we were already talking about it. Some episodes depicted on the box art that you don't necessarily remember. And I'm very excited mm. to get into those. Yep. Every every season, I think they picked one episode from the season and, and took like a shot from that. And there are a few that I, I were very confusing to me. I was like, I don't know what is going on in this one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those. We got a little ways to go. But first, we got to get through episode two here. Uh, are you ready to get into the recap? I'm ready. All You're right, ready. let's do this. Episode two of Samurai Jack titled The Samurai Called Jack. So we're getting right into it. <laughs> Debuted August 10th, 2001. Uh, like we talked about last week, it was part of the opening movie, which was the first three episodes of Samurai Jack combined into one. So same day, August 10th, 2001. And let's get right into it. We start the episode with the classic Samurai Jack opening monologue delivered by Aku. And Aku does a great job of recapping the events of the first episode that we talked about last week. I actually thought that uh, watching the recap, I was like, we didn't have to watch the first episode at all. This is basically just the whole episode in Fast Forward. And I watched the recap in Fast Forward as well. It was very fast. (laughs) We could have started here with episode two and saved a lot of editing time. (laughs) And I could have spent time with family last week. Haven't seen my family in years. (laughs) It's it's all Jack all the time. So, uh, yeah, we get the opening scene here. You know, Aku explaining sort of the first fight that he had with Jack and explains that he sent him into the future where Aku reigns. And uh, Jack is going to try to find his way back to stop him, which is... The premise of the show. Yep. So he kind of lays it out for us. Uh, The art here is great. Uh, Mako is great. We're going to say Mako. I'm going to say Mako is great repeatedly throughout Mm -hmm. the course of this podcast. I will never remember his name, so I won't say it ever probably. I'll just agree with you every time you do. (laughs) Yes, he is. Aku will suffice. Yeah. Yeah. And then the opening theme music, Will I Am, the dulcet tones back at it again. Did you know that the the theme song for the fifth season on Adult Swim was performed by Apple D-App? I did not. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the theme song for the fifth season, other than Jack That's saying not a it true. slowly. Oh, you lied. It's not a true fact that I just gave you. You lied to me. I don't know if I can ever trust you again. I hope that wherever he is, Apple D app is doing well. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. We're moving on. And we. So yeah, we will never speak of the intro again. Wink. It's a little foreshadowing. Yeah, is it? (laughs) So even uh, after we get the classic Samurai Jack intro here, we do get a previously on montage of the previous events episodes. Um, We get a montage of the montage. Mm -hmm. Which is great. (laughs) At this point, my head is is spinning. And yeah, they're here, you know, they're doing our jobs. Mm -hmm. Why are we even doing this? So yeah, we open the episode and Jack is still falling through that portal that he was in at the end of the last one, that black and white sort of spirally portal. Uh, His body's still all stretched out. It makes me really (laughs) uncomfortable to watch. 
I like to think he's been falling the entire week it took us to watch the next episode. He just he could have been up until you start that episode. He's fallen. It's all on you. Yeah, there's no way to know how long he's been in there. It could be well, literally thousands of years, but it might feel like thousands of years. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really touch on it. He kind of just falls out. <laughs> so Jack falls through the portal and it opens up in sort of the middle of the sky and it does that same sort of bat screech noise that I love and I hate at the same time. <laughs> it dumps him out into the sky and he starts falling through the sky and we see that he's falling through like a large city with these towering dark skyscrapers. It kind of looks like Coruscant, like from Star Wars. Yeah. These fly, flying cars underneath him, like yeah. this traffic. Or like the, the Fifth Element or any number yeah. of sci-fi films. Yeah. So Jack's falling through sort of this, this futuristic city here and... He falls through the traffic with these flying cars and lands on the front of a car, and he's very startled. He starts trying to sort of figure out what to do, and he starts hopping his way down through traffic from car to car. And we see what looks like a sort of like, again, (laughs) Star Wars references are going to be aplenty in this episode. Yeah, for sure. We see a sort of an imperial star trooper looking guy in a in a car sort of behind him. He locks onto him with like a laser. He starts firing like a machine gun bullets at Jack. I think this guy actually looks like uh, Daft Punk. One of them. I don't know their Uh, names, but (laughs) the one with the full helmet thing. They're known as as Daft Punk, a single entity. Yeah, yeah. They look like he looks like one of them. And I think it's kind of unclear whether he locked onto Jack or if he locked onto the car in front of him. I don't really know if Jack is just getting into the middle of something that's already going on. This is true. Jack might have uh, sort of wandered into unfriendly territory here, not by his own accord, but yeah, he just happened onto the the current chase scene that's going on in the city. Well, whatever the case, Jack is very much. Literally in the line of fire, the machine gun starts shooting at him. It tears up like his clothes and it it grazes his cheek, Mm -hmm. like a bullet sort of grazes past his face, which is kind of weird. And then, of course, Jack has his first badass moment of the episode. He sort of jumps from this car that he's on onto the car that's firing at him. And in one slice of his sword, he cuts off the whole front end of the car. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Just slices straight through it all the way down. It just slides off. I'm kind of a sucker for like a blade, like in, in other fiction where a blade can just cut through like something that we perceive to be like a extremely solid object. Yeah. I wonder if this was the uh, inspiration for Metal Gear Revengeance. I can see it. Yeah. So he cuts the front end of this car and then starts hopping his way back down again through the cars and lands on the ground and does like a cool pose and the car falls behind him and explodes. And of course, he's the cool guy not looking at the explosion. Oh, yeah. He can't. He he never would. He's way too cool for that. <laughs> Much cooler than us, certainly. So he lands. Yeah, he lands on the ground and we see that he's in like this giant ravine, like this giant pit that's kind of full of trash and debris. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a bunch of like crashed cars down in there. Right. Um, From all those samurais landing on the cars and cutting their front end off. That's where. Yeah. Happens this is all where, the time. This is where it ends up. He's standing in this ravine and this large, the ground starts to shake. This large tank, like like a crusher with these big spiked wheels, like this big tank starts rolling towards him slowly and he kind of panics and looks left and look, looks right. And what he does is he, he jumps up and he climbs up on the underside of this tank and starts sort of doing like a spider monkey through it and grabs onto the one of the spikes that's on the wheels and lifts himself up and it, it sort of slowly brings himself, it sort of slowly brings him 
up to the outside of the ravine like street to level. safety yeah. right that uh to me, it looks like that thing is supposed to be some sort of like cleaner or crusher. Like it's supposed to get rid of all the debris in the right. in that like gutter that they're in. But it's it's got wheels that that barely cover any of the ground. Yes. Uh, so any of the trash that's in the middle of the ravine is going to be completely fine. I had the same thought that you know Jack has a little panic here. If he had just stood exactly where he was, yeah, it never would have touched him. There would have been no harm. <laughs> it was a non-threat. <laughs> So he rides up on this tire out of the ravine, and uh, there's <laughs> these just three fucking weirdos. <laughs> these hooligans. There's <laughs> <laughs> three weird dudes standing there, and the the, the crusher kind of rides away, and it gets silent, and they're kind of staring at each other for a moment. And <laughs> these three dudes – all right, so let's describe them here. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who's like a pinkish-purple color – who's wearing a belly shirt and uh, has terrible posture. Um, oh, yeah, yep, yep. Curly boy. That's uh, another Phil Lamar character in this episode. <laughs> Some would say Phil Lamar's greatest character. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, next to him, we've got the the green guy, right? With uh, He's got a lava lamp for a hat. Yep, there's a tall, gangly green guy wearing a lava lamp sort of over his eyes. Yeah, it's like a bucket cap, <laughs> but with a lava lamp sticking at the top of it. He looks like a total idiot. <laughs> and then between them, there's a short, bald, blue guy who looks like he might have been like the most successful hip hop producer from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely does. And he talks like it, too. <laughs> I actually have a little surprise for you. Um, I went on the Samurai Jack wiki and looked at the names of these characters. I don't know where they're pulling these oh from, but... There are names for these three characters. Would you care to... We can make this brief. Would you care to take a guess at what you think these gentlemen's Oh, man. Um, I have no idea what they could be. I'm going to go ahead and say that the little, the little blue one with the sunglasses is uh, Steven. Uh, the big, tall, green guy is Mark. And the orange guy is... Uh, hmm. Gendry. Three for three. Did you go on the wiki? Hell too? yeah. No, I just I can just glean these sort of things by watching the show. <laughs> um, I love your answers. I love even more the real answers, which I'll share with you now. All right. Um, the pinkish purplish guy, his name is Home Slice. <laughs> okay. What else would it be? The, yeah, I should have known. <laughs> the short, bald blue guy, his name is Brobot. Brobot. So he's a robot. It's a little unclear because the wiki also does describe these three guys as aliens. Oh. Which is open to interpretation. I mean, alien is a subjective term. Yeah, they were also probably the most human characters in the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll we'll discuss some of the other odd odd figures that Jack encounters here. Um, but just to round that out for you, the the tall green guy, uh, his name is <laughs> this is my favorite one. His favorite his name is Cole Lampkin. Cole Lampkin. What is Fitting. that? Is that some sort of reference? I don't get. I don't, I'm, that's lost on me. <laughs> Cole Lampkin. All right. <laughs> um, sure. I'm going to change. Yeah, I'm officially changing my handle across all social media accounts to Cole Lampkin. <laughs> I'm just going to use his face. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're they're kind of standing here in silence, and then those three weirdos who look like the worst like discount Beastie Boys. They they just start. <laughs> hooting and hollering uh they're like hooting and hollering all about the events that have just unfolded that we described go 
Jack, that was some awesome show. I never peer to pump moves like that, Jack. What? Jack was all ricocheting and jumpadelic. Oh, uh, here's Zach, yeah, prodigiously acrobatastic. <laughs> word, word. But then, like, when Jack pulled a swizz on, it was all like swing, swack, swoop, man, right through the car. Swick attack, whack, and spawn on the back, Jack. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're celebrating all these sweet moves and how cool Jack looked when he was doing everything. They. Mm-hmm. They um they're kind of like the surrogate here for us as the audience because I'm you know I'm watching the episode and Jack's cutting cars in half and jumping down and climbing up on top of the crusher I'm like oh man Jack's so cool Jack did that and then he cut off the car and then Jack did this it was super cool when Jack did that <laughs> yeah and they they say it pretty much exactly like that too at one point one of them says that uh, you the shiznit Jack <laughs> <laughs> I also heard shiznit I I watched it back again and I thought he might have said sniznit yeah so I actually have... in my notes I have a, an n written really hard over the h that I had um but I like I like shiznit better because you know that's what they wanted to say but it's a children's cartoon so they couldn't well what's really funny about this scene is that you wonder kind of what the writers thought was cool slang, not even necessarily cool slang for whatever year Jack has landed in here, but cool slang for like the time, 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, I did write down another few phrases here that I will share with you. Um, They describe what happened as, that was awesome shum. Awesome shum. Uh, There's also phrases like prodigiously acrobatastic. Yep. That's uh, that's the orange guy whose name I already forgot. It's a home slice. It's home slice. Yeah. Don't disrespect the name. <laughs> Cole Lampkin says, eat that flunky crunker. <laughs> What's that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who's he talking to, Jack? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's talking to the flunky crunker. Yeah, sounds like he's trash talking somebody, but who knows? <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, there's literally super casu- super califragilistic, which is, I, I guess that, yeah. that's I guess that's what they thought was cool. The writers thought, oh, you know what's cool? Super califragilistic. Yeah, uh, you know, a reference from w- what, like the eighties or earlier potentially. Yeah, you know, in the year three thousand <laughs> BA. <laughs> um. These dudes are just wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's also worth noting that uh, they actually are the first characters in the show to call him Jack. Uh, they just keep they just keep throwing it out there, like, "Oh, did you see that Jack was doing flips?" And yeah, um, so this is you know the origin story of of Jack proper. Yeah, and, and after they're all done, Jack just he has got like a puzzled look on his face, and all he just says back is, "Thank you." Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. He asks where. He is, and they tell him he's in the gutter level of the central hub in Sector D, mm-hmm. which they describe as the worst spaceport on Earth. So he is still on Earth. Yeah, and the only thing that he really seems confused about that is central hub. It's the only thing he really picks out and has a problem <laughs> with. <laughs> oh, Earth? Earth, I understand. Wait a minute. There's They've got central hubs here now? How many hubs do they have in this place? <laughs> Can't wrap my mind around this. Uh, yeah, Jack is... Confused, he says to them, you know, um, what's going on here? I must speak with your king. And they just start cracking up because they think that's hilarious. Yeah, they lose it. Home Slice, as we know him, uh, says to <laughs> Jack, you don't see Aku. Aku sees you. Yeah. And then it's great because we zoom out from this scene <laughs> and we see this gigantic billboard video screen that is just a video of Aku <laughs> eating, eating a sandwich. 
eating a sandwich. <laughs> I'm still confused about this billboard. Is he is he selling the sandwich, or is it just like Aku just likes to have pictures of him doing <laughs> random daily things? Like, is there one of him brushing his teeth somewhere? I have these same questions. Um, I don't know if this is an Aku branded sandwich, or <laughs> if Aku is maybe just like, hey. You know, I'm watching you, but also, you know, I got to live Aku life and do, you know, the things that Aku does, which is apparently eating sandwiches, because this is not the last time we'll see the sandwich billboard. No, it's not. Uh, The Shogun of, what is it? Shogun of Sorrow really loves sandwiches. (laughs) And Shogun of Sorrow, so they they actually do refer to Aku in the same nicknames that we've heard in the first episode. So it's good to know that, you know... Times have changed, but the man has not. Yeah, I, I would have thought that at this point he might actually have some more. Like his his list would have gotten longer and it takes like 10 minutes to say his full title. Why mess with the classics, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's it's still the same three, I think. I like one other billboard that's in this screen. It's it's It just is Aku drinking a soda and on the soda it says drink Aku. So it looks like this is officially Aku branded Aku soda. Aku branded soda, yeah. The only other one I noticed is just Aku smiling with a light bulb above his head. <laughs> he says, <laughs> that one's, I think, idea. the least clear about what it is. <laughs> he's just a very, Aku's he's got very great ideas guy. and he wants yeah. you to know that he's always thinking. <laughs> For you. <laughs> Yeah, so Jack is sort of freaking out uh, as he realizes Aku is still in power here. He starts like trembling and there's sweat kind of dripping off his head. They say, he says like, how could this have happened? And they they just say it's always, it's just always been that way, mm-hmm. which is interesting because of course we know that it hasn't always been that way, at least in Jack's perspective. But he's still freaking out. Uh, they suggest to him, hey, maybe you should go get a drink at this bar that's directly behind us. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, right where you landed. Just fortunate. Um I just wanted to note that uh, Brobot refers to the bar as that joint is the bizay biz up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't understand anything that guy says. He has like a whole a whole spiel at one point, and I couldn't pick out a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to sort of write down those phrases that I had given you earlier. Um, I had to rewatch that scene many, many, many times. <laughs> I believe it. So yeah, Jack walks over to this door and knocks on it and three sets of eyes kind of answer. There's like little slits in the door that open up and three different sets of eyes. Yeah, like an almost uh, Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Jack he says that he's there to refresh himself. And I think it's funny that the guy doesn't understand what Jack's saying, even though like you and me just said, we don't understand what these three freaking yeah. weirdos have been saying the whole time. And the guy just says, Jack just wants a drink. And he's like, oh, well, why didn't you say so? Yeah, I think, though, when they pointed out the bar to him, they or before that, they say, Jack looks like he could use some liquid refreshment. Yeah. So, like, that's not an unused term on this planet or, well, no. in this city. He almost says the exact same thing back to this doorman. And I I, I just think it's hilarious that, oh, this is the part. Yeah, this is the part that's unclear. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the door opens up, and as soon as the door opens up, there's like a blinding white light pouring out of it, and then our ears are just bombarded with this pounding techno music. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally, Jack's ears are pounding with it. He, like, can't, can't take it. He, like, covers his ears. It's so loud. He walks into the bar and sort of looks up, and it's just full of all these these weird aliens. Mm -hmm. And he's shocked. He, He doesn't know what to think about what he's seeing. He stares at this table and there's a, a huge sort of like lizard crocodile guy 
staring back at them. They lock eyes. The lizard guy gets pissed and sort of says, what are you looking at? And slams Jack across the room. And Jack slams his back into, there's like a go-go dancer cage that's right behind him. He sort of crashes into it. Yeah, we see these um, all over the all over the club. They're like hanging from the ceiling. There seem to be many, many go-go dancers here. Right. So yeah, Jack, he sort of gathers his composure and looks up and he sees, you know, standing next to there's this lizard guy, there's all these aliens with like multiple eyes or uh, like eye stalks growing out of them. And there's one guy who's wearing like a zoot suit hat, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Like another, like just another sign of what the writers thought was hip in the time of 2001. Yeah. Zoot suit riot, man. That was huge. <laughs> it was huge. Um, man, I wish it would come back. Yeah. We need some blue Vega. <laughs> in these trying times. (laughs) And he sees, yeah, we see all these go-go dancers and like suspended orbs in the air. Um, I just think it's funny. He, yeah, he's, he's slammed into this go-go cage behind him and the girl is dancing and doing, striking all these poses. And she, (laughs) she grabs her hair, her bangs, which are covering her face. And she parts her hair and she's got three eyes. Mm -hmm. It looked like she was doing it to scare Jack. (laughs) Well, yeah. I thought this was a hilarious moment because it's like, hey, like you think I'm sexy doing all these fun dances. And it's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Wait till he finds out about the shells. <laughs> I just thought that was a hilarious, like spooky, like, boo, surprise. I got three eyes. <laughs> um, Jack, he he kneels before the lizard guy and he says, sorry, um, sorry for staring. He didn't mean to stare. And the, the lizard guy in a sort of like a weird roboticy kind of voice says back to him uh, no human it is not that easy and he pulls out like this extendable spiky weapon sword mm-hmm. thing looks very impractical right and then we get the classic sort of scene here where we know that this guy's going to get fucked up but he doesn't know that he's going to get fucked up mm-hmm. he thinks he's in control here right jack says to him you know i don't want any harm and the lizard guy starts laughing and he's like hey i'm not the one who's got to worry about it you're the one who's got to worry about it, which is famous last words over and over again. Mm-hmm. The lizard guy launches at him and Jack jumps up in the air and in slow motion cuts his arm off. It's got a very sort of Moss Eisley Cantina, Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> yeah. cutting off Ponda Baba's arm. He basically just kind of like went up to him and said, I don't like you, samurai. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of Star Wars references in this episode, which were... Some of them a little more subtle, some of them very out in the open. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This one this one seems very much <laughs> Yeah. This was this this one falls into the category of oh yeah, I see what they're doing. Down here. to him cutting off his arm. <laughs> yeah, he cuts off his arm, which of course is a robotic arm, and he had the robotic voice, so again, he's only killing robots, so mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. We we hate them. We see that there are like a dozen identical lizard men. Yeah, they all look exactly like him, <laughs> which has to be just a clever like uh, budgeting technique for a cartoon. It's like, right. we've already got him getting his hand cut off. We'll just make 17 more of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these these identical guys, they, they jump up and they surround Jack. And uh, the DJ in this bar, we cut to the DJ and he like slams a button on his his station and the beat sort of subtly changes. And we get like a silhouette of all these people standing on a dance floor, kind of just rhythmically gyrating their hips in sync, Yep, which is great. Is that what clubs are really like? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly like that. Everybody knows the moves. Uh, Everybody kind of stands perfectly still, except for the the rhythmic hip back and forth. Yeah. Nope. Spot on. It's been a number of years since I've been to the clubs, but um, I don't recall 
rhythmically sort of gyrating my hips. I just recall sitting in the corner and wishing that I wasn't there. Yeah, they call the dance uh, tipsy, and everybody in the club gets tipsy. Oh, everybody's got to do it. Yeah, you've heard that song. That's what it's about. So Things are becoming very clear to me. Is that an Apple D app joint? (laughs) I don't know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you made that up. No, I only made up uh, whatever thing I lied to you about earlier. Oh, it was Apple. It was yeah. that same person. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> we have to look it up after this now. Yeah, these guys surround Jack, and they're about to launch into battle, and we fade to commercial, and it fades back, and we're looking at a different lizard man's face. It's more like a dinosaur man. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting, sipping a drink through a straw. Um, and we see that he's sitting in a booth with three dogs that are wearing like old timey adventurer hats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, one of the dogs says to this lizard guy who's sipping the drink, he says, will you help us? Uh, and the lizard guy grabs him and sort of shouts something in his face in an alien language and storms off. One of the other dogs who's a Scottish terrier who has a Scottish accent, of course. Of course. He translates what he says and basically says, no, he won't help us and thinks you're an idiot. (laughs) He also said you're ugly and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So they're looking for someone to do a job for them here. And they look up and they see Jack is fighting these lizards and they say, hey, well, what about him? And uh, we cut back to the fight and Jack is like hacking off more of these arms and they start shooting like rockets out of their robotic fingertips at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack for a little while here is getting finger blasted. (laughs) (laughs) In my ideal Samurai Jack, that's what would happen. (laughs) Oh, God, I got to collect myself after that. I need a a shower. Um, So, yeah, they're they're finger blasting Jack. um, And the dogs are watching. And they are impressed by the show that Jack's putting on. But um, the Scottish dog is like, oh, well, he won't last. The lizards jump at Jack and they have like these sharp claws that have now come out of their fingertips. They got a lot of fingertip weapons. Yeah, they're mostly yeah hand-based weapons. They launch at him with these claws and he just cuts all of their arms off in like a single swing. <laughs> yeah, we actually see a scene where Jack is in the middle and like it's supposed to be all the dudes like coming at him from all sides. But all you see are their hands. Uh, so right. it looks like he's just being attacked by a bunch of hands. Uh, <laughs> and he just cuts them all down. <laughs> so yeah, the dust settles from this fight. And the sort of the fancy dog, um, we should mention that the dog is fancy. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. like a, a very posh accent. He's got a monocle. He's, he's very proper. I think he has a, does he have a bow tie or am I making the bow tie up? I think you might be imagining that, I but I might also just be misremembering. Yeah. I could just want him to have a bow tie. <laughs> we should all want the same. Yeah. So the dust settles and yeah, the, the fancy dog, as he shall heretoforth be known. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up on the wiki. Actually, it says his name is Fancy Dog. Oh, got it. Is his name Home Slice the Fancy Dog? Home Slice, yeah. The, he, he's Home Slice's best friend. Home Slice and Fancy Dog is the spinoff to Samurai Jack. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Too many years in the making. They got to start releasing those episodes. <laughs> what an odd couple. <laughs> so, yeah, he walks over and he's going to invite Jack into the booth and uh, he sort of tugs on Jack's ghee. He's like, hey, down here. And... Jack turns around and faces him and he starts to, the dog starts to introduce himself and Jack just goes, oh, talking demon dogs. (laughs) And the dog goes, good heavens, where? (laughs) Yeah, Jack is rightly surprised here, I think, though. Yeah. 
understandable. He sort of accuses the dog, yeah, of being an agent of Aku and is about to strike him down. And the dog's like, whoa, 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 hey, wait, wait a minute. I am certainly not affiliated with Aku here. Jack says, but you can talk. This is not right. Why can you talk? And the dog says, uh, yeah, of course I can talk. And then there's kind of like an awkward pause. And he says, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> Yeah, so he invites him over to the booth, and we cut back into this this green booth um, where they're all sitting in silence, Jack and these three dogs. Jack looks over at the Scottish dog, which is kind of just sitting there silently. His eyes kind of like slowly creep over towards that dog, and then his eyes creep back to the other side, and he locks eyes with this like bloodhound mm-hmm. dog, like this droopy dog that's looking at him. And he, the, the dog sort of slowly cracks a smile on his face, um, like a smile sort of slowly creeps onto his face. And we cut back to Jack and Jack sort of slowly starts to smile back yeah. at him. <laughs> this little awkward little smirk. Yeah. It's like this little moment. It actually really kind of was evocative of like Cartoon Network at the time, even like Dexter's Lab, like that exact moment, like had very Dexter's Lab vibes for me. And, and I, I haven't even watched Dexter's Lab in like 20 years. And that definitely was a moment that was like, oh, yeah, this is something that they used to do on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Just subtle, subtle like nonverbal communication between characters. Right. So, yeah, they're sitting here in silence until um, the, the same three-eyed lady shows up and has brought them drinks. <laughs> the dogs are all drinking cocktails that look like they're from Disney World. Mm-hmm. And Jack's got like a stein that has a clam in it that's got eyeballs that blink. Yeah, well, it, it looks like the shell of the clam is what blinks, and the eyeballs right. are just inside of it. It's like a Pokemon almost. It doesn't look refreshing. No, not at all. I don't want something living in my drink, if that's all right. <laughs> One of them just looks like he's got a ring of pineapple on it. It looks delicious. Yeah, no, the other ones look like great delicious fruity cocktails that the dogs just start slurping up with their tugs. Mm-hmm, as dogs do, yeah. Yeah, we get some great dog content in this scene. <laughs> um, yeah, they start drinking and they stop and the fancy dog's like, hey, oh, how rude. I forgot to introduce us. Um, and he introduces the dogs to Jack. Um, the bloodhound is Sir Dreyfus Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, the chief of excavation, he says. Mm-hmm. More good dog content here. Uh, Sir Dreyfus Alexander, he's got drool dripping down his face and he shakes his head to get it off and it splashes all over everybody. Mm-hmm. He's a good dog. And that really pisses off our next guest. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Scottish Terrier, who, of course, is named Angus McDuffie. Mm-hmm. You know, a Scottish Terrier. <laughs> so. Yes. So. Covering all the bases. It's a little on the nose, um, but he is the artifact aficionado. Um, and then the fancy dog introduces himself as Sir Colin Bartholomew Montgomery Rothschild III, mm-hmm. or Rothy for short, yep. he says. And he thinks that... His own name is hilarious, and he starts laughing. <laughs> Even he's in on the joke. I wonder if he just made it up, like, on the spot. He's just like, I bet right. we can convince this nerd that my name is ridiculously long. Or maybe the joke is that his name is not, his nickname is not really Rothy, and he thinks it's hilarious that he's fooled Jack. Yeah, well, actually, I think we did hear when he went out to uh, meet Jack, one of them says, uh, I think he's, he, he calls him Rothy, but I think he tells him to be careful or something. That sounds about right. Or it could have been the Scottish dog, and he says, I'm like, you're not going to do it. Some garbage like that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Jack is kind of confused by this whole situation, rightly so. I'm very confused. Your world is new to me. What has happened? No, 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 no. Quite all right, quite all right. Since the beginning of history, the immortal Aku has ruthlessly ruled the Earth, plundering its resources as he sees fit. But it was still not enough. 
He opened his ports to the galaxy so that he might take the riches of other worlds as well. Since then, his otherworldly business affairs have drawn scads of brutish criminals, mindless stooges, and questionable mercenaries to our pitiable planet. Making the Earth topsy-turvy, if I do say so myself. We kind of get like a little scene of these rough-looking aliens walking around outside, like in the club outside of their pod. Um, I want to know what these dudes are up to. Yeah, uh, it seems like a whole other side story we could go into. Yeah, so he gives them this big explanation, and Jack is just surprised that there are other worlds beyond the stars. Yep. He says he's from Earth, but obviously it's different than what he remembers. Um, he explains that, you know, from his time, he says chariots did not fly and dogs did not speak in human tongue. And then they're, I love this part because they're just, it cuts back to the three dogs staring back at him and they're incredulous that he's said this. And in unison, they say back to him, what do you mean? <laughs> Which yep. is great. Great gag. And yeah, uh, Jack sort of explains more about the time that he's from and and they say, well, if that's true, he'd have to be thousands of years old. Um, and Rothy actually pulls out like a little radar satellite. A little a little pocket carbon dater. Right. He sticks it over his nose and starts smelling Jack. So it's more good dog content here. <laughs> starts smelling him and there's like a little radar that says 25 BA. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, he's from 25 BA, 25 years before Aku enslaved the earth. So now it's kind of like, well, now they do know that there was a time that Aku did enslave the earth. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's my, a little inconsistent. Yeah. My my canon here is getting mixed up. Well, maybe when they say it's always been this way, they just mean as long as they've been alive. Because uh, if it is thousands of years later, these dogs have probably only been alive for like seven years at most at this point. Right. So yeah, Jack sort of figures figures out what has happened to him here um, when Aku sent him through the portal. And then he kind of just lays out the whole plot of the entire series for us. Yeah, he figures it out real easy here. <laughs> um, he's right on the ball. He says, oh, okay. So I'm on Earth, but I've been sent into the future. And the dogs are like, yep, yep, that's right. That's exactly what happened to you. <laughs> Sounds says, legit. <laughs> I have to, you know, I got to find a way back to my own time to stop him, to stop Aku from doing this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you totally do. So again, kind of like those weirdos were before, now the dogs are kind of the surrogate for us being like, yep, this is exactly what you should do, Jack. This is kind of the point of the show. Um, so yeah, he's he's kind of laying it all out. And we see that that same three-eyed lady is eavesdropping on their conversation. And they uh, cut back to inside of the booth and Rothy explains sort of what they're doing there. They're archaeologists who have been digging up relics of ancient dogs and one day they were digging and they dug up a bunch of rare jewels that Aku found out about. And it turns out that they're a power source for Aku. So he has enslaved these dogs to dig up the jewels for them. Um, the whole reason that they're here at this bar is they need Jack to free them so they can continue to discover their history. Jack thinks about it for a moment here and agrees to help them. And they step out of the pod. They're about to leave. And uh, the uh, Rothy asks Jack, oh, by the way, we never got your name. And we see Jack kind of think about it for a minute here. And uh, there's like a little montage back to these guys calling him Jack. It's just, and, oh, it's just rapid fire Jacks. Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and Jack, he kind of looks into the distance and then he says, they call me Jack. <laughs> Which is just fantastic. It's a yeah. <laughs> what a dramatic line. Yeah. He's got like a silent moment where he's just standing triumphantly after that. And then the dog's like, yeah, okay, Jack, that's great. Let's go. What an interesting name. And actually, I have a surprise for you here, Brendan. Um, I have a little game for us to play. Ooh. Yes. 
uh, I have a game and it's America's favorite game. Everybody knows it. So let's all say the name of it uh, all together now. Uh, they don't, they don't know, know Jack. Jack. Yeah, that's the one. I did know that one. <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. So I have a little game for us here to play. Um, I am going to Google a phrase uh, regarding Samurai Jack, and I would like you to tell me the top search result that comes up as I go word by word. Oh, no. The phrase that I am searching is, does Samurai Jack have a real name? Um, And I want you to tell me what the top search result is as I go down the list of words here. You and me sort of know how internet caches work and how Google search histories are tailored to sort of the person working in the browser. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working in a fresh browser here. I've actually opened up an, a Microsoft Edge window, so oh, things God. are getting crazy. We're really trying to, like, make it this scientific here. Okay. So you'll you'll start typing, and every word you add, I'm going to try to guess what the suggested text is. Yep, you're going to guess what the, the suggested and seemingly top search result is for each word. Are you ready? Remember the phrase oh is, does Samurai Jack have a real name? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have typed the word does. Uh, does my dog <laughs> uh, <laughs> need uh, a jacket? Um. I'm so sorry to say that the top search result for the word does was does FedEx deliver on Sundays? Ah, I, sh- I should have known that. Followed by does USPS or does UPS deliver on Sundays? Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. I got to I gotta re- rethink my approach here. Things are going to change rapidly mm-hmm. here because the very next word is samurai. Does samurai armor protect you from arrows? That is a great guess. I'm so sorry to say that that is not right. The top search result here is, does Samurai have positionals? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm so upset. I don't know what that means, so let's move on to whatever the (laughs) second search result here. Does Samurai Champloo have a a manga? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know the answer to this. Um, We could find out, but you simply must move on. Mm -hmm. You you guys can email us. Tell us if there's a Samurai Champloo manga. (laughs) okay does samurai jack does samurai jack have an ending Ooh, good guess and that is on the list here but no i'm sorry to say the answer is does samurai jack talk which is really interesting Hmm, yeah you I guess that is for the people who have truly never watched the show, mm-hmm. um, but won't watch it unless they know whether or not Jack does talk. Yeah, I mean, and they could figure that out in the first episode if they if they gave it 20 minutes. It does take a little while for him to get going, mm-hmm. but he's a real chatterbox. This could be people who are so impatient that they're actually watching the first episode and they Google it while they're watching it to be like, is it going to be like this the whole time? Like, I'm getting if he doesn't really talk, bored I'm here. out. Yeah. I will never get these 15 minutes back. I can't follow this at all. All right, ready? Here we go. All right. Does Samurai Jack have... Does Samurai Jack have... And keep in mind, you can guess the search term here whenever you are ready. Yeah. Does Samurai Jack have a... Dad. (laughs) Again, if they had only watched a few episodes at the first... (laughs) Or a few minutes of the first episode, they would they would know the answer to this. Yep. But no, that is not the top search term for does Samurai Jack have. Uh, does Samurai Jack have blood? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. 
I'm really bad at we, this. Next time we play this game, I'm going to be a lot better. I'm gonna <laughs> this is a tough game, but I bear in mind, I will clear my search history here, so we'll yeah. have all fresh results. Okay. Does Samurai Jack have a... Does Samurai Jack have a uh, love interest? <laughs> uh, does Samurai Jack have a love interest is not on the list that I have here. Uh, Brendan, I'm so sorry to say that you have lost... Uh, they don't know Jack because the top search result for does Samurai Jack have a is a real name. Ah, it was a real name. Damn. Um, I'm not going to search that because, you know, we'll leave a little mystery here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the game. Um, we will certainly return to that many, many times. It's America's, as I said, it is America's favorite game show. It is. Yeah. It's my new favorite game show too. <laughs> you got to get better. Next at time it, I'm going to win that money. This. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So like I said earlier, um, they were talking in the pod and the three-eyed lady was eavesdropping on them and she sees them leaving the bar and she leaves the bar too. She says, I'm taking a break. She actually says it to the bartender whose head kind of looks like a banana split made out of eyeballs. Yeah, he does. And she's got a much gruffer voice than I expected to. I'm taking a break. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, in looking up the names of the weirdos, um, I saw that Jennifer, I think it was Jennifer Hale again, voicing this character. So she's all over the series. Okay. Not, Not surprising. Who was she in the first episode? The little girl? Yes. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, So yeah, she leaves and she slips out of the bar and she puts on like this black robe um, and she suddenly looks much more menacing Mm -hmm. um, because all we can kind of see is like this black figure walking around with these three eyeballs. She kind of looks like a lump though, (laughs) a form. She's just like a gumdrop. Yeah, it's kind of an amorphous blob, but still kind of menacing. She's shuffling her way through the city here. Um, We get some shots of like the, the... sort of gnarled looking skyscrapers that all kind of have like a, there's no really other way to describe it than an Aku-E vibe. Yeah, they have like these like branches almost coming off them, like the tree at the beginning and like the the horns on, on Aku's head. Um, right. I, I really like these establishing shots though, like showing the different parts of the city. Uh, yeah. Tons, tons more posters of Aku eating sandwiches. There's so many billboards. He's constantly reminding people. <laughs> and they're not even like spaced out. They're like right next to oh, each yeah, other. Yeah. It's just... Billboard, 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 sandwich, sandwich, sandwich. Sandwich, light bulb, drink soda. <laughs> There's some light bulb, not enough drink soda. Yeah. Yeah. There need, there should be more of those, I think. Hopefully coming up. So she's, yeah, walking through the city and she walks to this sort of nasty looking tower. Um, she walks into the entrance and like a volt of electricity happens. And suddenly we see she's teleported to Aku's house. Mm-hmm. He has not redecorated in the past few thousand years. He nope. still loves his, his <laughs> solid fire. So yeah, she's teleported here and she's not the only one here. There are dozens of these creatures that are, they look like Sandy Cheeks from Spongebob, but it turns out they're actually the reverse Sandy Cheeks Mm -hmm. because they are like these fish men with stalks, like little stalks that end in eyeballs that are surrounded by like a mustache. It's like a mustache- on a neck with eyes. They look to me like the thing that Ursula transforms Triton into in The Little yes. Mermaid when she makes him yes. like a little, a little. I don't know what they are. Like mollusks is what I wrote down, but I don't <laughs> think that's right. Yeah, they're making this appeal to Aku. They say that they're they're from a planet where they're 
oceans that they live in have been pillaged and sort of the oceans are all gone and all of their resources are gone and they, they're pledging to Aku, who's not in the scene yet. Um, they're sort of pledging into this empty pit, you know, asking if they can live on Earth. Earth is sort of the last place they have to go. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Aku shoots up out of the pit as he's wont to do mm-hmm. um, and sort of towers above them and sort of slowly sinks down to meet their gaze and he says, hey, guys, like, I know all about this because I'm the one who took all your water and resources. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it, was, it was me the whole time. Surprise. One of the fish guys sort of jumps out at this and calls him a monster. Mm-hmm. The other fish guy who had been pleading to him is horrified, and Aku does not overreact here. He actually keeps a pretty cool face, and he just blasts him with his laser eyes, and yeah. he's gone. He looks he looks bored, actually, about it. He's just like, ah, yeah. this shit again. This is child's play to Aku. <laughs> yeah, he obliterates him with his laser eyes, but he says to him, oh, don't worry, the boy will return. He will learn proper respect for Aku in the pit of hate. Sounds like a delightful place. So I love the uh, the idea that Aku doesn't need to kill people. He just needs to teach them to respect him. Mm-hmm. In part of that, he tells these creatures that, yeah, you can live here on Earth in the oceans of Aku, he calls them. But your the stipulation is you will have to build a statue of me, one statue every month that will rise from the ocean and sort of remind everybody who's the boss. Mm-hmm. So he's not vain or anything. No, and he's, he's a very he's, humble guy. He's caring and forgiving. He's a generous god. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, they had nowhere else to turn. Yeah. So they shuffle out of the room. He sends them away. And the three-eyed lady, she's been watching this the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, She walks up to him and says, I have great news. She tells him, she tells Aku that a powerful warrior has sort of appeared and plans to free the dogs from their slavery. And Aku's stunned. He can't believe this. He says, who, you know, who would dare? Yeah. And he opens up a panel of flames that are in the the wall here he like sort of splits open a panel and we see like aku's tv yeah his flat screen (laughs) this is hideaway flat screen (laughs) yeah we see aku's tv here and he's watching um the dogs getting into a rocket ship but with them is jack and jack sort of turns to face the camera and aku sees him and he's shocked he's like stunned for a moment Mm -hmm. and then he gets like this smirk on his face like the you love krabby patties don't you squidward (laughs) he does yeah he does So fate has arrived. Many years have gone since that day. And now, my formidable foe, you will pay for my pain in the past with your pain in the future. <laughs> he just starts cackling. He thinks it's hilarious. He's like, oh. This guy. I remember this guy. Yeah, it's 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 funny to me that he even forgot about him. Like, who what? Some warrior? What are you talking about? Like, oh, that Oh, warrior. this guy. Oh, okay. So did he not know how far forward he sent him? Yeah, that was I thought that was interesting too. Like he he just flung him like in the moment like I just got to get this guy out of yeah. here. I'm going to send him into the future wherever he lands. We'll deal with it then. Mm-hmm. Cuz I th- I would have thought he would have had a plan. Like I'll send him way far so i know exactly when he'll show up but that is not the case and after he says this we cut down into the pit below him and we see these these bugs like these black looking bug beetle things start crawling out of the tower just so many of them it's legitimately terrifying (laughs) yeah 
Um, we cut back to the dogs. Um, they're blasting out of the city in their rocket ship and we cut into the cockpit and Jack is like freaking out. He can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I mean, neither could I, to be fair. Yeah, no, if I was in a rocket ship, I would probably be pretty upset too. Um, the droopy dog, uh, he loves it though. He's sticking his head out the window like a dog. Yep. He's a good boy. They're all good boys. They're all good boys. Um, they fly over sort of some crumbly looking landscapes here. Like earth is not looking so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they fly into the ruins of this sort of modern-ish by our standards looking city, like this the city that is in ruins, but it kind of looks like what we would think of as like a city that we live in. Yeah, like uh, just tall square buildings, uh, right? standard stuff for the time. Well, for our time. Uh, they land here. Jack jumps out of the cockpit and hugs the earth, and he's so happy to not be flying anymore. Oh, yeah. They sort of start to walk away. Rothy is kind of explaining to him what they're doing there. You know, they were using these like – we see dogs sitting in like these heavy looking machinery, like digging up the earth. He explains to them that they were sort of excavating, you know, their their past or the, the past of their ancestors, regular dogs. Mm-hmm. And we see a big dog statue that they've unearthed. Yeah. There's a billboard for dog food, like yeah. an ad for dog food, and it just says, talking dog says. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, um, you know, like he said earlier, they they dug up these jewels um, that Aku found out about and has enslaved them to dig up. And he says, you know, if we don't satisfy Aku's quota, uh, <laughs> he just executes the dogs. And we get this shot of like these spiky towers with silhouettes of dogs like impaled on these spikes behind them in the background. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's brutal. Terrible. No pit of hate for those guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. At least, you know, if that's an option, <laughs> they'll learn their dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. And after this, it's great. We get this really dramatic scene of these exhausted looking dogs literally making like puppy dog eyes. Mm-hmm. They look exhausted. There's this dramatic music playing behind them, and they can barely struggle to, like, keep up with mining all of these jewels. Mm -hmm. They're, like, dragging these baskets of jewels, and they look like they're about to collapse. And Jack, you know, he feels sympathetic here, and he says, you know, he agrees that he will help them. I love this line. He says, even dogs should not be forced to live like dogs. And they all give him this look. (laughs) Like, he just said the most (laughs) racist thing. He doesn't know. So good. You know. He's from an older time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he yeah, he's just confused. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That's just Jack. He that's you know, that's the way he was raised. That's how they were back then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. They don't love that, but you know, there's kind of a pause there for a moment, and then this other dog, uh a watchdog, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, runs up to them and tells them, warns them that Aku's drones are approaching those beetles that we saw, and he he tells them, uh, you know, they will be here by sunrise. Mm-hmm. Says it exactly like that, which I think is funny because he's like a whiny dog. Like, please tell me I'm a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, do you have a treat? I gave you the news. Jack, you gotta help us. Come on. <laughs> he takes them up to like a, a skyscraper, like a lookout tower looking out over the hillside. And we see the swarms of these beetle drones sort of coming towards them swarming over the hill and it just it's a close-up on jack's eyes he furrows his brow and then that's the end of the episode boom cliffhanger you don't get nothing right now i i was uh pretty disappointed with the cliffhanger to be honest with you because uh, i i do remember watching this originally and uh 
I was totally expecting the fight to happen right then and there. Right. And so that's, you know, kind of what I wanted to mention here is, you know, we know that this is part of the opening movie that's a three-parter. Um, and I think this this middle episode kind of suffers for it. You know, obviously we have the full whole first episode that's setting up the whole show, mm-hmm. you know, the story of how things came to be. And then, yeah, even from memory, you know, not to spoil anything, but clearly they're foreshadowing, you know, Jack's going to do some badass stuff and get in a big fight in the next episode. Yeah, you have to fight a bunch of spiders. Right. And this episode is great for sort of setting the actual tone of the show about how, you know, there are these sort of serious situations and Jack is this guy who's going to help all these people. But there are still, you know, lots of really clever jokes and kind of silly characters in this world with Jack. Yeah, we get a a lot of good world building here. So, you know, definitely good for that. But it definitely, you know, like I said, it does suffer from kind of being the the bridge between the two you know, climactic, like exciting moments of this opening movie. Mm-hmm, for um, sure. But uh, yeah, but all in all, you know, still a great episode. Um, and yeah, just just ready for episode three. I haven't watched. I think most people listening to this podcast have probably either never watched Samurai Jack before, or if you have, um, you've probably watched these first three episodes more than any of the other ones. So you know that you know Jack's going to get into some serious shit here. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to yeah, you know, fight um, these beetle drones. As as a cliffhanger that that does what cliffhangers are supposed to do, it makes you want to watch the next one. It is very <laughs> effective. And so yeah, that's it. And that's gonna do it for us too. Um, you know, we will be back next week with episode three, the closing chapter of this opening movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on social media uh, at Gotta Recap or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us, Gotta Recap, on all of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't forget to leave a comment if you want to on uh, your podcast service of choice. That helps us out. Uh, Leave a rating if you can. Share this with your friends. We're really trying to reach as many people as we can for for all of you as well. Yeah, thanks. And uh, you can reach us at gotarecap at gmail.com. If you have a question or comment about the show, we may read it on a future episode. Yep. Um, I really want to know about that Samurai Shampoo manga, so please get on that. I, <laughs> I don't I'm have the time to Google, of Googling. but I do have the time to read your emails. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, that is going to do it for us here. Um, Got to work on an outro here. I don't know. Do you want to workshop this live on the air? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why not? All right, here we go. Uh, all right, so for Brendan Riley, this is Nick Montagani. Uh, y'all, y- y'all come back, Jack. Uh for Nick Montagami, this is Brendan Riley. <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on in this, but uh, we'll see you next time. And we love you. Uh, pl- that's fair. Platonically, uh, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll hammer. We'll get it hammered out. Uh, maybe by episode forty, we'll have a really good uh, outro. <laughs> <Say> bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.